0: Currently showing just a black screen. And there I am. There's the old DB. There's the old DB popping up on screen. My beautiful face. The Power Outage edition of Now with Dave Brown that has thrown us for something of a loop. But we're back on track. According to a survey from Dalhousie University in Angus to Reed, 62% of Canadians want to keep best before dates on food. Some grocery chains in Europe have removed best before dates as a way to reduce food waste. Let's talk about expiry dates and food labels with Jenny Bovard and hopefully eventually Megan Gilmore. But for now, we just say hello to Jenny. Hey, Jenny, how are you?
1: I'm good, DB. How you doing?
0: I'm doing okay, And I do see Megan on screen. Hello, Megan.
1: Hello, Dave. Hello,
2: Jenny.
0: Nice to chat with both of you guys on this front. So, Jenny, I want to start with you. Even understanding that best before dates and expiry dates are not quite the same thing, what's your take on their place in our food retail landscape?
1: Well, personally, I use them as sort of a loose guideline. I think a lot of us do. Um, but I'm with that what was it sixty two percent of Canadians? I, I think we still very much need them um, without a whole ton of public education and awareness, I don't think. And lots of other things uh, go go into getting rid of best before dates, I think too, in terms of accountability on the retailer side. Mm. But for me, they're a loose guideline. When you grow up with a pretty strict food budget at home, food waste is a big deal. So a lot of things get the sniff and smell and sometimes taste (laughs) test. Even if they're beyond that date, I, you know, I might still give it a try. And so far, so good, you know, for the most part, there's, you know, nothing's perfect. No perfect system.
0: (laughs) Megan, what's your (laughs) thought on the place for expiry dates?
2: Sure, so on top of what Jenny's already said, um, some people I've listened to, like experts in food, talk about this, mentioned that, uh, they also hold a really important space in the food shopping landscape when it comes to prices and budgeting. So I am one of those people who, when I am in the meat section, I look for the reduced meat sticker. Oh yeah. If it's closer, great. And then if you put it in the freezer, everybody, it's fine, okay, calm down. Um, So, Uh, They're actually super important in terms of budgeting, reduced uh, prices. If you get rid of them, then it follows that you may also be getting rid of your reduced produce section. Mm,
0: That's a really, really good point. Megan, I'm going to stay with you you on this one. With this number of 62% of Canadians saying, we want to keep these around – Do you think it's at all possible that has to do with perhaps a distrust of the grocery industry? That maybe we need them for accountability reasons? I can't tell you how many times I've bought something and I bring it home and it goes bad like a day later.
2: Right. I had some unfortunate situations with some peppers a few months ago and I was all excited because they were on sale. Um, I think actually some research would suggest it has to do more with a food safety culture in Canada that we are in generally as a country very concerned about food safety, uh, which is why we like our best before dates. Mm. But anything that um, can increase accountability, I'm typically in favor of. Um, But if people are distrusting their grocery store chains right now, I would argue it's probably to do with other things Mm -hmm. uh, that aren't your best before dates But when you combine those things, let's say you're distrustful because of prices, uh, then you combine that with best before dates, it can be a potent combination.
0: Jenny, Megan rejected my premise somewhat there, and I'm okay with that. Many of my premises are indeed wrong. But what do you make of my premise that perhaps this comes from a place of distrust?
1: I'm with Megan, where I do think that we have a pretty good, well, I mean, studies show that we have a a really good um, system in Canada in terms of food safety. We're really well regulated. Um, But I'm with Megan, too, that I think it's a combination of things when it comes to trusting those retailers. If we're inflating prices and not paying staff a living wage at the same time, that leaves a taste of distrust but i don't know i kind of i don't really trust anyone you need to prove it to me and i do think best before dates like i i don't trust all the hands that are working in the meat department to know when that meat was put out it's not like i i'm going to a butcher where there's a handful of people there the who you know they know the history mm-hmm, of that meat mm-hmm. right so for for me i think yeah but it's a it's a bigger picture thing the whole trust thing you gotta you have to earn our trust
0: I like that. The old, that's what Jenny has in common with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> DTA, don't trust anybody. Uh, guys, accessibility question here because typically a lot of these best before dates or expiry dates are extremely difficult to read. That's my assertion. Megan, are you going to reject that premise?
2: Oh no, I ten thousand times like that I actually had that experience uh, this morning because I wanted to make scrambled eggs and like add things to it. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll put in these sun-dried tomatoes that are in my fridge. And I'm like, Oh look, there's a best before date. And then, you know, you spend like five minutes trying to like read the best before date oh, and then tomatoes gosh. fine. And then I just decided not to use them. But okay. um, <laughs> Yeah, and they're in you can't always find where they are on the packaging. Like, oh, it's my not gosh, consistent. Yeah. Um
1: it's I painful. Agree. The
2: accessibility of best for, for and, and the other side of this, is Jenny was alluding to, in terms especially of meat production is packaging date. Uh, that's equally as important, I'd argue. Mm. And can you find that?
0: No. Yeah, it can be really, really tricky. Jenny, uh, I, I think we're going to have unanimity on this, but some of the accessibility concerns about best before dates and expiry dates being very difficult to read
1: so much time wasted in the grocery store hunting for that expiration date. I mean, you can, you, you can be doing all the right things. You can have your, you know, your, your, your camera out, you can have your or cam and it can still be just tricky to locate where it is. And it, there's gotta be a better way. But I think one of the things we can do better is especially with packaging to like put it on a place that is not, like on the bend of the packaging or on the back of it like just a little bit more thought i think mm-hmm. would make things easier but there's got to be a better way the old stamp like i just i don't understand how that even is still a thing <laughs> we can't be the only ones i'm sure there are fully sighted people who are out there yeah. nodding oh, and sure. as well, right?
0: for sure yeah
1: and if they could like put
2: it in a portion of the package that Oh, I don't know. Is it already crowded with a whole bunch of other words or like has, you know, let's do like a dark blue background and then let's put black words on it. Nobody can see that. Nobody can see it.
0: Yeah, that's really well put. Yeah, black, black fonts on like navy blue. Congratulations. This is illegible for anybody. Like this is universal design. This is universally inaccessible. Jenny, I'm always in awe of your athletic prowess just you know casual 10k runs here and there just for the heck of it so I get the impression that maybe you're a little more considerate about what you put in your body whereas I just consume garbage so I don't really care too much about what's on the food label but what about you are you reading food labels do you have a special technique assistive tech that you use to make sure you're putting the right macros in your body
1: Dave there's a time and a place for garbage let's all agree (laughs) on that it's always garbage
0: day in the life of Dave Brown
1: I think when a lot of people think about reading the nutrition, like the food labels, I think they imagine I'm spending like an hour extra at the grocery store every time, and they think it's a really tedious thing. For me, that's not the case. I am really conscious of what I purchase, um, but it's it's really more so if I'm picking out something new, right? If my like favorite pasta sauce is discontinued and I need to pick out a new jar sauce, I do want to compare um, how much sugar is it would be in in each of my new New options. So for me, I mean, my go-to is taking a photo, and now with the optical character recognition on my iPhone camera, I am just—I feel so blessed by that new feature. I love it so, so much. Um, But I think I mentioned OrCam earlier. I think that would be a game changer. If OrCam, you're listening, I'd love to try went out and I'd promote the heck out of that for you. Because uh, it, it's a bit of an investment. But I know a lot of people who also use um, Be My Eyes and this kind of thing um, in, in their grocery shopping. It's totally worth it reading the labels, but you've got to know what you're looking at. You've You've got to educate yourself and do some research
0: low vision moments brought to you by OrCam. I think I think we're <laughs> on to something here. That uh, sounds good. Megan, I know you also take great care to consume the right kinds of things. How do you manage food labels?
2: Yeah, uh, thanks, Dave. Um, I probably don't take as much care as you think, but there no. there's a few things that I, I will look for consistently. Um... Typically, okay, so I have eSight glasses, the electronic glasses that look like virtual reality, but they're not. Um, Connecting disability brought to
0: you by eSight glasses.
2: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, so eSight eyewear, technically. Um, so I have brought them at times, um, and it can get a little cumbersome because it's just like another thing to carry with you because I don't use a grocery cart for the safety of everybody. I don't drive grocery carts in stores. Um, Bring so
1: back have the baskets. To, uh, yeah. So,
2: uh, yeah. so <laughs> I use baskets or um, my buggy or once during COVID when there were no baskets, a grocery store manager gave me a cardboard box and I walked around the grocery oh. store with a cardboard box. Oh my um, so I don't have a lot of hands space to be holding other things. So um, essentially, if your label is not easy for me to read, I will not read it. It's a pretty quick, um, quick scan. Of mm. If I can't see mm. it, then it's not getting read.
0: Yeah, when I'm when I need to do some research on nutritional facts, a lot of that's going to happen before I even go to the grocery store. I'll, I'll know what I'm looking for. But as mentioned, it's always garbage day in the life of uh, Dave Brown. So oh, that's get,
1: a good idea, Dave. Yeah. Plan ahead. Why didn't I think of that? It,
0: it's never a bad idea, especially when there are all those moments when I'm like, I don't want to be 300 pounds anymore. And I'm like, let's see if I can find a light peanut butter that works for me. And uh, that, you know, that's a dangerous game because I love me some peanut butter. Guys, as I've mentioned to you before, the grocery store is one of my favorite places in the world because that's where they keep the food and it's just the simple joy of wandering the aisles it's also a place that can fill me with great rage and disdain for my fellow humans megan what do you enjoy most about the grocery store
2: Oh, I, I love grocery stores, Dave, I'm with you. It's the best kind of shopping, everybody, because you need food. There is no <laughs> like bad, like nobody can tell you, oh, you just splurged on something you don't need. You need to eat. Um, no, so much fun. It's the, it's the possibilities of what you could make. It's the, oh, I'm going to invite somebody over and we're going to make this. And it's just all, all those things. Uh, so I really like that. Um, I also sometimes have really fun conversations with fellow shoppers. Uh, which I, I really appreciate. And there was a time in my life um, uh, where I was using my cane as like an extended arm. So and, as well as being visually impaired, I'm uh, vertically challenged. So it's harder for me to grab certain items. And um, once I was trying to grab the laundry detergent and put my cane through the handle and was using that to, like, Pull it closer. Oh actually, come on! That's I'm awesome. Yes. And then I hear this man behind me go, "Do you need help getting that down?" <laughs> I look up. There's like this tall guy standing there. <laughs> yes, actually,
0: uh... actually I do. <laughs> Jenny, what's your favorite part about the grocery store? I like okay, Megan's nice. answer, by the way. Like the imagination of what am I gonna make is a really fun one.
1: First, I'm no stranger to climbing up on shelves to get stuff. That's me. But uh, <laughs> I love a, a I love exploring grocery stores in like a different country or even in a different province or a different part of town, because I it's it's a, the human nature thing for me. You get to see what do people in this region like to eat? Because the retailer usually caters to, to who's, you know, who's living there, even like the big bad chains these days in my area, they do that anyway. Um, so I just, I just, yeah, love exploring how they do things and, and learning like in Ireland, for example, as many things as possible are from Ireland. Um, I just, find it fascinating to see how people do food in different places.
0: Oh, you got to make sure your potatoes are local. That's how you're going (laughs) to eat the potatoes. Uh, Let's get to grocery store pet peeves. My biggest issue, much like many elements in life, is clutter, but particularly it's humans who create the clutter around the grocery store. Please don't block the entire aisle with your cart. I'm a very efficient, quick shopper. Get out of my way. Jenny, what's your pet peeve?
1: Dave, there are so many, but I'll pick just one. Can we please just put all the milks in one section, the dairy, look, the dairy milk, the almond milk, the soy milk, they're not going to like get in a fist fight. If you put them in the same cooler guys, I don't want to have to make six stops. I know what you're trying to do. Here's the healthy natural aisle. Here's the everyday dairy person aisle. No, we make, we let us make an educated decision. Put the organic cookies with the regular cookies, please, please Mm. help us
0: megan grocery store pet peeve
2: oh okay yeah i also have many um one of them is um i don't like mood lighting i don't like dim lighting i don't like it um and i also don't like fancy chalkboard signs mm. that mm. where people write in chalk um, like what the produce is and how much it is i can't read it and even if i did want that artisan squash um I can't read it and I think like, your sign just made me grumpy. I will not buy
0: it. Yeah, on let, a matter of principle. Let, let's finish there because we started talking a little bit about prices in the last in the last uh, part of this conversation. I think it's worth revisiting that so many times. A lot of the text on sale signs isn't clear, or the tiny mm-hmm. fonts aren't clear. What item might actually be on sale? I would say that's another pet peeve for me. Just really poor labeling and teensy tiny fonts. Understanding there are plenty of people who have less vision than me, where it doesn't matter. There should be even more accessible ways, whether it be QR codes or other ways to leverage technology or maybe even little spoken things you can do. But I would say that the level of font and the distracting font and the inability to decipher sales would be a pet peeve for me. Megan, your reaction to that?
2: Oh, yes. 110%. Also, another pet peeve of mine in terms of, like, deciphering things is uh, when items that are similar and the same color are put next to each other. So, for example, when the white kidney beans are put next to the chickpeas, And I, wanting chickpeas, accidentally grab white kidney beans. I don't realize this until I get home. And I don't like white kidney beans. So somebody please tell me what to do
0: with them. Jenny, A, any advice about white kidney beans? And B, what about the general feeling of like, can you make these sales a little bit more obvious for me? Can you use clearer fonts?
1: I got nothing on kidney beans, but, but yeah, if you, and I'm thinking about produce, you know, I rarely see the prices on produce. So I just buy it because I need it and I want it. And then I get to the till and it is what it is, but again, like make us let us make an educated decision here. And it just makes it easier for everyone when signage is accessible, as accessible as possible. I mean, and it's and it's easy to do. I think we just need more as to Megan's point from earlier. It needs to be better regulated. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why it isn't at this point. We want to buy your stuff. Make it easy to buy your stuff. Exactly,
0: Megan, Jenny, I'm grateful for both your takes on this. Jenny, have a great day. You too. Megan, you have yourself a nice day as well. We'll talk to you next week.
2: All right. Have a good Have a good day.
0: That is Megan Gilmore, the host of the Connecting Disability podcast, and Jenny Bovard, the host of the Low Vision Moments podcast. You can find those both on your favorite podcasting platform. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv.